I, I, I wasn't aware. We haven't talked about his musical interests, um, at least professionally. Um, but yeah, we when we were uh, really in Orlando, there was a couple times that we had a chance to sit down and and talk about, um, you know, his other interests, whether it be real estate, um, you know, or in in that specific case, you know, his finishing up, you know, what he was doing in school at Yale. And, um, but Mie is an intelligent guy, and it's always fun to have, to be around people that have, you know, a diversity of interests, particularly when, I, you know, they, they, they don't diminish each other either. They complement each other. Um, some of the same things that, that I think we're on the right track as far as valuing um, what, what I think ultimately are going to be the things that, that are going to be determinative, you know, in, in one way or another or a combination, you know, making sure that we really defend and contain the ball, um, not losing, you know, not losing our urgency to run, you know, I, I think we are we are a team last year um you know that in transition and fast break opportunities were extremely efficient um you know we're an outlier and that a lot of our attempts in transition come from the three point line you know that old adage run for layups um we've got you know we're not going to turn down layups and we we always talk about wanting the rim in transition but at the same time you know that opens up the three so for us to continue um to run and that's something we don't force a lot of turnovers, so we're not going to run off turnovers that much. But when we do have those opportunities, so I think just you know continuing to remind ourselves of the way that we need to play to be good, and then you know having a chance to focus on some different individual players, whether it be Hassan um, coming in, Jared and Trent. You know Trent's missed the last couple of days, but you know around the edges there are guys that we know are going to you know, have, a, have an impact during the course of the season. We just don't know how and when. Do you, do you guys have a kind of a feeling like the feeling the season is so close yet it's so far away? And, and as a coach, how do you navigate your guys through that? You know, I, I think every year that's the, you know, the challenge with an 82-game regular season, or even last year when it was a little shorter. It's still a long year. Um, you know, to you know, to compete and to win, but also to improve, um, with the understanding that, you know, at the end of the year, the, the playoffs are you know another season. So, um, I think that you're you're reminded of that in little ways all the time, um, where it's not something you have to kind of continually to like you know write on the chalkboard, um, but it is something I think in terms of our planning. Um, that is, you know, in the front of our minds. I know it is for myself. It's good. <laughs> I don't think it would have been outlandish to think that a bunch of 13, 10, 9-year veterans wait until Wednesday to start implementing that. And it's been pretty obvious that they, throughout training, preseason games, that, that, that they've been doing that. What does it say about this group that they're taking that level of focus to this despite their veteran status? Well, I, I think it speaks to kind of, a, you know, kind of know thyself. Um, and that comes, 
I think there's a level of trust that they have in some of the things that we've emphasized even more this year. And, you know, we try to discuss it rationally, too. You know, just so we, I think it's important for all of us, myself, the staff, and the players in particular, to understand why it is we're doing what we're doing. You know, why do we want to play this way? Why are we going to run this play or defend this way? Um, you know, so that they can see how those things connect to success. And um, whether you do that, you know, in this case, it, it, you know, there's a fertile ground because there's experience there, um, you know, across the spectrum, things that, we haven't done as well as we want things that we've had success doing, um, but every year is a little bit different. So you, you don't want to go into the same, you know, the next season with the same plan. You know, the, everything that doesn't, you, know, you modify it and hopefully try not to lose things that you like. But um, that's the process, I think, of the regular season too, as you go through that. But um, it speaks to our guys, um, you know, I, I think intelligence as players and, and human beings. Um, and it speaks to the fact that I think they want you know, their desire to be successful. Without the traditional vice president of basketball ops right now, are you having to do anything different to finalize the roster? I don't know what organizational structures look like in banking and law firms, you know, in the military. I'm just coaching the team. I think it. I know what you're saying. I think it, I, I would. I would say this. Um, uh, the well, let me back up for a second because I had a conversation with Bart Taylor last night about um, Malik Fitz. Um, so a lot of the stuff I was saying that um, my comment previously about organizational structures. My, my point, I guess, is that I think the important thing in any organization is it's you know, sufficient functioning and. And, uh, and that's what the guys that I'm fortunate enough to work with are doing. Um, so th the focus for me the last couple of weeks is squarely on coaching the team. And, you know, with our roster the way it is, um, that, that's been fun for me to try to add new pieces. But as we move into the season, whether it's the two ways or um, a lot of those roster management issues, you know, Mike Wells is the guy that – uh, on my staff is really collaborative as far as, you know, who's active tonight and, you know, what it looks like when we start, you know, using the stars. And so there's those kind of operational issues that, that are ongoing. But um, I think those guys have done a terrific job. You know, Bart in particular, obviously Justin, you know, um, we've talked about that before at length. And But in this case, it's, you know, it's working with Bart and his staff. And as we start to see, you know, guys that we had as exhibit tens that are now going to be on the stars. That happened the other night. Um, you know, it's good to know those guys. It's you didn't feel like you're you're waving guys as much as you are, putting them in a position where they can help keep continuing to help the program. Um, with the yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to dis be dismissive about the question. The the um, so it's more about Rudy and Hassan than it is about the other guys. So I think, um, I think it gets down to defensive versatility. And, we, you know, we have an expression, you know, you are who you can guard. So, 
if I can defend, you know, one through five, you know, I can be a center, a power forward, a small forward, you know, then it's up for the coach to figure out how to use you on offense. Um, with Rudy, um, you are who you can guard. It goes the other way, too. Um, and when I say that, I mean he has the ability to guard his man and also help me guard my man. Um, that, for us, at times, um, that needs to be a luxury, not a necessity. And wherever that line is, there's going to be times it's more of a necessity, and there's going to be times it's more of a luxury. And for the rest of our guys, it doesn't matter whether they're 5'8 or 6'8, um, you know, to, to everybody to have kind of individual accountability with themselves and the team. Um, that's when we, I think, um, you know, that's when we're really good defensively. It's, it's funny, you know, there's a few situations. It used to be pick and pop bigs, you know, five out. Like, those are things that, you know, I go back to my note. This isn't like a mystery. You know, last October, we're thinking and talking about the same things. And, you know, we know what it is and we know who we are. Um, so it, it shouldn't get lost on us that we had the best defense in the league last year with Rudy on the floor. You know, and I think the best defense in the league if you take out garbage time. So for us, when I say defensive versatility, it's the versatility to have um, different things we can do in some of those situations that do become challenging to us. Because no one cares if you're the best or the worst defense when you're in the playoffs. They just care if you win. And when I say no one, myself. <laughs> I, I think the first thing that, that jumped out is just that, you know, he's just the consistency of his shooting. You know, I mean, I, th I think, you know, when he shoots the ball, especially when his feet are set, you know, you think it's going in. He, he played for, you know, a heck of a college coach in Randy Bennett in St. Mary's, and you can tell, um, you know, that he has an understanding of how to play. And then the thing to me that's always the most important when you have a guy that's, you know, trying to, make a roster or crack a lineup or get in the league is that there's competitiveness more than anything is determinative. And, and that's what I've liked that I've seen him. It's just a, a real a thirst for competition.